Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Hi, this is Matt Beef, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and in this episode, I chat with Ian Smith, former Skater HQ and Roaches Pro, about um, uh, advanced flip and spin trick um, how-tos and tips. Uh, we cover backflips, bios, fakie bios, blackouts, forward, you know, forward backflips, um, uh, but twists, Misty 720s, flat spins, um, whole bunch of stuff in there. Um, all the best with it. Stay safe. Catch ya. And I, I'm so glad um, you managed to make it up to the Manly Skate Jam thing. Ah, oh, amazing. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, Not it was a, looking touch and a, go at one point with the weather. Well, it did rain. Um, so, oh. yeah, we, we should, well, you know, I arrived there um, the evening previous. I stayed at a mate's place and um, we, was, uh, we were all ready to, to go over there for the afternoon. I expected to go a little bit early, say hello to people, make sure that, you know, anything that needed uh, assistance was ready. But um, we got the... The message on Facebook from Scotty that we were going to start at about two o'clock because the weather looked dicey. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we showed up at two. And yeah, it's we probably got till about two thirty, two forty, and then it started like raining. And um, I'd managed to sort of skate around a bit, so I was okay. But yeah, then the the call went out that uh, we're all going to the the second location, which is an indoor park. Yeah. Um, you know, with sort of small stuff, it wouldn't have quite been the same. Um, but everyone ended up hanging around the, uh, the bowl for a bit longer as, uh, we went and sort of did some extra things. Uh, Dion, Anthony needed a, a lift. So I went and picked him up from the, the wharf. And, uh, by the time we got back, you know, it started to sort of clear and, and then we had sort of two hours of no rain at all so uh, yeah, it was on <laughs> and yeah and, and it stayed really nice up until yeah we all left after nine o'clock wow that's so yeah. great yeah so good it, it came good and it, i mean I, i've only seen a, a little bit of the video stuff that's popped up i know there's a bunch more on the various facebook pages but um <laughs> looked like people were fully present with their wheels on eh yeah. Look, there was plenty of people there that went with the, the intention of not skating, and mm -hmm. many didn't, but everyone had their skates on for a while. Um, I know Sessa forgot his skates, <laughs> mm. uh, but, uh, yeah, everyone else had uh, a go of other people's or whatever was around. I saw Blake Dennis on skates for a little while. Yep. Um, Josh Pincus had quad skates on at yeah. one point. <laughs> um, yeah, he was telling me that was the first time he'd tried that. Um, but yeah, he was on the mini, uh, doing stalls and little grinds and things. I don't know. Looks a little bit dicey. You know, skating, quad skating, hey, unless you're doing it that sideways. <laughs> uh, they were like purpose built. Um, they had the big grind plate yeah. in the middle. 
yeah. uh, where you know you would have uh, originally or traditionally seen uh, like just the the frame thing, yeah. of the skate. Yeah. But um, yeah, it it was just an amazing day, and everyone had a, an awesome time. And you know, we had the the international uh, presence, and um, you know, people were psyched just to say, you know, hello, just for John. But yeah. you know, having uh, Tom and Dion and uh, Ian Brown and Blake Dennison, Cesar, uh, just you know. It, it brought people out and sort of really like they felt like they were a part of it again, That's nice. not just sort of alone. Cause I know, you know, like it or not, we're, we're fairly sparse in numbers quite often. Yeah. And I know I ended up skating alone quite <clears throat> a lot more than uh, when other people are around. Um, and partly because I'm not organised enough, but I mean that's my but it life. It does at bring the back. I mean, just even the, the little, um, you know, the Hobart and uh, Melbourne guy, Tassie and Melbourne guys that got together last weekend. It even mm-hmm. just brings back that those memories, doesn't it, of, of kind of having a bunch of people on the deck and watching that whole range of ages and stages. You know, having exactly a, and just feeling like a pack is just a such a yeah such a rare. Even the, like the skating with one or two, it's a very different thing to have that kind of. Everywhere you look, there's someone trying something or working on something or, you know. Yeah, being, you agree. Know, like, yeah. And it's funny the different feeling it gives you. It's um, mm. like you go in there with, yeah, yeah, I'm going to skate a bit. And um, you just have this sort of, you know, watching someone else do something that, you know, they were excited about. And then everyone cheers for them because it was really supportive. Like that was one of the things that everybody was there for that specific purpose and everybody was supporting everybody. You know, there were, there were a couple of ladies on there and they all got the, the cheers and chants and hurrahs like dropping in and doing 50 fifties and, you know, where they were doing sort of their limit stuff and people were really encouraging. And it was just amazing. And it made you want to be better. And yeah, so I properly wore myself out super quick and um man you were on yeah. form from the little bit i saw of your skating i didn't know you were going up or not and um there's some great little runs captured by uh, nick or, or someone i think on one of the facebook yeah yeah i saw i on saw the, the um the nick one mm. yeah the mini was basically where i was probably uh, doing most of what i did yeah um i did get on the bowl for a little while but only early on before it started raining and um then yeah on the mini a couple of times but um Came down on my hip a few times, and it's it's a lovely shade of purple and black at the moment. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I knowing my limits. The the second time I fall, I think I've mentioned uh, it before. If I fall hard it. once, usually that's it. But I fell hard twice on the same spot. Yeah. And yeah, now I'm paying for it. <laughs> Man, you know, like that stack I had falling backwards at the um the mini in um Canberra, my my elbow's still sort of a bit off from that. I mean, what's that like four months? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's just um just tender in a couple of points and stuff. So I must have done something on a tendon or something in there. I don't know. Mm. Mm. But otherwise, yeah. Um, did Tom Fry end up skating on the day? I didn't see Tom with skates on. Yeah. Um, he was doing a lot of PR, a lot of running around and, and assisting. Yep. Um, and I know, uh, like Blake Reed was there, one of the original AAS, mm-hmm. the Manly crew from, you know, 1989, 90 sort yep. of era. And he has a, a, a catering business and, uh, yeah, he was doing catering. So like people were doing their thing, yeah, Tom which, did the which brought too, more right? to it. Kind of real old. Yeah. Screen Tom did the them. t-shirt printing. Yeah. 
And um, I know uh, Scott and Toby organized the lighting. Uh, and, um, yeah, yeah, we'd all done cool. our own thing. And, and Bill brought a bunch of memorabilia. I don't know <laughs> if you awesome. caught any of it. No. Uh, I, know I, I, saw the, I saw the AAS design. I think I saw him holding up one of those. That's, that's the one I've seen so far. Yeah. Yep. The, like the that's the original Manly Blades flaming skate, yeah, yeah. Uh, drawn by John Pollard <laughs> in the very early 90s. So good. Uh, which was made into stickers and T-shirts and all sorts of things. Uh, but, yeah, the, they had a little uh, marquee set up with uh, photographs, like original uh, uh, printed photographs of, you know, the original Manly Blades team. And there were shots of Blake and Dion and Tom Fry and, uh, like, all these other old skaters sort of strewn out across the place. There was a signed T-shirt with, uh, like, all like old designs. And uh, there were a couple of original issue uh, daily breads. One of them was given away as a prize. Yeah, cool. And, um, yeah, some of the old manly memorabilia. Um, so it was really, really nice. And to hear um, Bill on the mic, because I know we spent years and years doing demos where Bill was uh, on the PA Calling, you know, yeah. shouting, <laughs> shouting, emceeing it, and um, yeah, it was cool. It really brought back uh, a lot of memories. Oh, that's nice. And um, yeah, it's nice to have um, that other generation, like the next gen of uh, you know, they're adults now. But um, you know, the people that came in after us and sort of missed the stuff that we saw, uh, they got to sort of get a, a glimpse of what we were involved in. And um, yeah, yeah. It was it was fantastic. Everybody had a fantastic time, and um, we fully intend to do it again. And I know there's a bit more merchandise out there, and purchasing it will really help, sort of, uh, you know, the momentum towards the next one. Yeah, um, Scott and so people can and do, do it through more. Skater HQ or through Scott Crawford, right? If they can track down either that and express interest in buying the the t-shirts that we made, yeah. then that actually, exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of you know someone's got to shoulder it who shouldn't have to shoulder it and. If you throw some money yeah. their way, you get a cool T-shirt. You get to be a part of it. Like, I, I want to get one, you know. Um, you get to be yeah, a part of, of it even if you weren't there in person and you're also doing a little thing to help the next one happen. Uh, That's it. If you can, it's, yeah, it's something you can do to help. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to talk today about um, advanced flip trick tip stuff. Um, not that this is quite, mm. quite where I'm at, but that's something. It was even like, you know, you and I were, you know, it, in on a Facebook chat on rollerblading, rollerblading or something where someone was asking about flat spins and I went, oh, well, this is cool, right? There are people out there who are at that point. And even at yeah. this Tassie Hobart meet, there was the, you know, the cork sevens and the fakey bios and the whatever else is going on. And so there are people who that's the level they're at and um, and that's the level, you know, you, you know, you can speak to that. So we really just need to pick where to begin, don't we? Um, yeah, because it's, it's a really... Um, diverse topic it's it's like saying teach me how to grind uh in terms of like okay which grind and what apparatus how are we approaching this you know um because there are some similarities in some things uh if you're going from a, a backflip to a flat spin for example they're very very similar um so and maybe doing we'll say, one first would, would, it, would it be helpful help to say another. like um you know we'll kind of go We'll assume backflip, frontflip, Barani, that's as, as kind of the not advanced flip trick stuff, and we'll mm -hmm. use the baseline being a vert ramp 
um, unless you think using a launch ramp or something else is a better stepping stone. Does that sound like good parameters? Yeah, well, some of those things are good good yeah. ways to train to work up to it. Yeah. Um, I know I learned a bunch of my stuff at uh, Bell Conan in, Man- in sorry in Canberra because uh, it had the vert bowl, so big, deep, sort of twelve foot deep uh, bowl, uh, and you know to vert with just flat concrete top. So you could go into it at the time when I was learning uh, full speed and launch out of it, and it would still, you know, with the momentum and speed that I was going, you'd only end up sort of four or five feet at the most above the ground, and you kind of hover. And that sort of environment is really handy. Um, I know we've uh, done similar things on six-foot quarters at some of, our, some of the other parks, and uh, one of the other guys would bring mattresses and that sort of stuff. Um, but if you're looking for a place to sort of learn fly-out tricks, yeah, uh, something steep is good. But, yeah, all depends yeah. on the trick, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, where, to, where to begin? So uh, one of the things I always uh, harp back to is like a, a backflip on a, um, on a vert ramp. Um, and that's one that uh, I get asked, I get, you know, lots of people ask me. And, uh, yeah, it's the one that when you're down there and you look like you can do things, that's the one all the little kiddies shout out and want. Yeah. Uh, and annoying or not, it's a good trick to have. Yeah. And uh, being able to do it uh, properly also is a, a gateway to other tricks as well. And um, also confidence. And it's one of those tricks where once you get – to a certain level, it becomes quite easy and it becomes a safe trick. Um, and I know I've been through this sort of stuff before and I actually went uh, filming, but I haven't got around to, um, to setting up the, the links to videos or anything yet. We'll do that when it's um, ready, yeah. Yes. Uh, but basically, learning a backflip uh, is in four steps. And uh, you have your initial step on a vert ramp is your Ninja Turtle or Turtle Flip. And it's hard to explain, but basically like a cartwheel. And you can do it at any sort of level. Um, I will get some of these uh, YouTube clips to you as soon as I can to sort of help explain this. Um, But the idea is you go into like an invert and you can literally do this on the flat of a vert ramp, but it's much harder because you need to sort of get your feet up and back. Uh, But you go to like a two-handed invert. So you spin your body like on a a flat axis. So you're flipping your feet above your head uh, into an invert, like you were doing a normal two-handed invert. And as you get to the top, you push out and instead of continuing that same axis, you turn your shoulders 180 degrees uh, in the direction of your turn. So let's go left. So you're spinning your feet over your head uh, from your left-hand side, so from your right over towards the left. When you get to the top, you pull your shoulders uh, first 90 when you put your arms down and then another 90. So you pull your shoulders 180 degrees and um, tuck your feet in and you'll actually land backwards 
trying to say it and visualize it is really hard. I mean, one way you described it, and I think this this is kind of a helpful way to do it as well, is it's almost like doing a, a cartwheel across the the start of it. It's like doing a cartwheel across the face of the ramp, but just at the yeah. end bit, you then have to turn outwards and tuck in so your feet come in underneath you and you land fakie. I mean, that's, that's kind of it, isn't it? It's, it's a, yeah, it's literally like, do it like it's sideways, except you don't end sideways. You have to turn out 90 degrees no. to land backwards. Yeah, That's it. Once you're in the middle, you do like a quarter twist and that's the bit where you sort of tense your body up and pull your feet in yeah. uh, and tuck and you'll find that your feet are in that position. You can do that with shoes on and it's not a problem. Yeah. Um, it's a way that I've seen lots of people practice and um, – it is the simplest way to start, and it's step one of getting to the backflip. And it's also um, like an eight-year-old trying to do like a back handspring on a trampoline kind of does where you twist, right? It's a, that's, a, that's another version of the same type of thing where you kind of jump, turn around like some kind of munted scorpion in the air, put your hands down, and then, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like um, little kids doing back layouts on trampolines. It's yeah, like that very similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like yeah, like you're doing a half twist yeah. uh, backflip, except you can literally do it on the ground. So you don't need to do any jumping, athletic anything. There's mm. no jumping, no speed, no anything. So it's super safe. The worst you can do is bump yourself, yeah. you know, from on ground height. Um, uh, but because of the trick and the way that it works on rollerblades, you can go as high as you want. So basically. Uh, the end part of step two is you doing that exact same thing or into step two is you doing that exact same thing except uh, up on the transition of the ramp. So on a vert ramp is probably the easiest place to do it because you have more speed, more speed and more time. Um, everything happens in a bit of a slower motion on a vert ramp and that's one of the things that makes it uh, easier um, for a lot of things than uh, mini ramps and uh, smaller versions of the same thing. Uh, the larger the ramp, the more time you have uh, because you're actually, you know, it takes you longer yep. to get around that curve. So um, after you can do that, so basically going up forward, doing your, your two-handed invert, pushing yourself into coming backwards, uh, once you're comfortable with doing that three-quarters of the way up the, the ramp because it, it's not one of the, the tricks that you would do the top of the ramp uh it's yeah just it doesn't look that fantastic mm. but uh once you get there um the next version of that uh we always call it a miller flip which is almost identical except you're using one hand so instead of going up and putting both of your hands in front of you as you flip your body over you go up and you do a quarter twist, so you turn your shoulders 90 degrees towards the, um, the ramp, and you put your, in the same scenario where your feet are going over you from your right-hand side over towards your left, you put your left hand down, um, except you're really nice and close to the ramp still, so your left hand shouldn't have to extend that far, and you'll probably need to, in this scenario, push yourself out a little bit with that left hand and as you're pushing out, you do that same quarter twist again to come in fakie. And that's your Miller flip. And uh, the handy thing about a Miller flip is it's much easier to do higher. So if you want to, it's a simple trick to do as high as the coping. Yep. 
Um, and uh, it's still safe. I know lots of people that get stuck at this step when they're learning the backflip. Um, but the transition from that to the next step is literally exactly the same thing, but no hand. So as you're doing the same, the same trick, uh, when you get higher, you'll notice you don't really flip your legs around, like from right to left in that scenario again. You would more push them upwards, like underneath you. And um, as you go over with the same quarter twist in your shoulders, uh, you can be further away from the ramp. So you're not jumping out. Uh, on a vert ramp, but you're pushing yourself out so you're in more of a standing position as your legs go over. And um, if you can stop yourself from touching the ramp with your left hand, uh, that is a trick that we used to call the custard chucker. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's because of what it is. You can do over the vert, um, no problem. You can do it over the coping. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, that is your step three and the and that, the by last what you've described stop. there, that's a bit of a mind game, just going, actually, you're fine. The momentum will carry you and keep you in, in space. Your hand doesn't need to yeah. work. It's just actually because, ma- uh, making yourself yeah. not put your hand down. I've seen it lots of times and uh, done lots of lessons where I'm teaching people uh, about this. And um, especially if you do it for a long time, it's very hard to stop touching when you um, when you have your hand there, um, it's one of those things because it's there and it's available. You tend to use it. You use it as a crutch. And um, into the next step is a is also a bit of a mind game um, because moving into a, a straight backflip straight over when it becomes more of a gymnastic thing. Um, and there's plenty of people out there. I know of a few of my friends who had uh, a history of gymnastics that went straight to the straight backflip, which is basically going straight um, and looking directly over your head. So you just look backwards yeah. as you reach the, um, the peak of your height. And uh, as with pretty much any trick, when you look a certain way, your body and your feet will follow you. So you looking over your head automatically gets your uh, center of gravity and center of mass moving backwards. So um, we'll flip you over and using your arms for a little bit of momentum should be about all you need to do. And, um, yeah, it's just a straight flip over until you see the ground. Um, the joy of the backflip being that uh, you get to spot your landing from about halfway. Well, that's the so, thing. That's the, the fear factor for a backflip as with uh, a bio that you and I were chatting about the other day, is, is that first blind spot bit, right? There's this little bit of blind spot to begin. But after that, with a backflip, it's, it's, yeah. it's way clearer than a front flip, right? Like you're, you're spotting, once you're over that first Easily. Bit, you're spotting it the rest of the way across way more comfortably. Yeah. Definitely. No, I know, and, um, you know, I spoke to a, a bunch of people about this recently. Um, even when it's much easier, like... Uh, on a trampoline, my son learnt front flips. Yeah. Uh, you know, first trick you do because they seem much safer. Because you can see the first bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I taught him back flips, now he refuses to do front flips because yeah. they don't seem safe anymore. Yeah. Because the back flip, once you get the confidence and you get your feet to go over your head, you are safe. 
Yeah. All you have to do is to be able to get your hands and feet back in front of you and you can bail. Um, and safely bailing a trick uh, is, a, I think, another thing that we, um, we were going to, to bring up. Yeah, what goes wrong and how do you, how do you come out of it? Yeah, yeah so uh, with the backflip, um, if you go previous to, to now and the previous steps, uh, with the, the Ninja Turtle, super simple. I mean, step one, wear your knee pads. Um, I don't wear knee pads as much as I used to. I wear them every time I'm skating, but I'm wearing gaskets, not vert pads or those sorts of things. But um, to learn these sorts of tricks, you would want to have big knee pads on. Um, you know, don't do it when you, you really want to go and, and have little knee pads on for whatever reason to do other tricks. Go with the express uh, interest of doing this one. Yeah. And um, when you're doing the, the turtle flip, you, your knees are never very far off the ground. Um, it, you'll see once, if you film yourself a few times, um, most people will get why it's called a turtle flip, really just sort of you get yourself in this weird sort of position where your body's kind of scrunched up and yeah. your limbs are all in. Uh, at one point, you know, turtle-like or ninja turtle yeah. um, was another name for it. Um, and because of that position that you're in, it's really easy to just pull your knees up to your, um, to your chest and slide down on your knees. Super easy. Once you start getting to the, um, the other versions, um, it's a little bit harder, but basically the, um, the thing is the same with a backflip. You always, always want to get your feet underneath you. Um, you never want to land you know, hands first or head first, obviously, mm. not a great one. Landing backwards, not ideal. But if you follow that sort of progression from one to the next, it's once you're comfortable with them, uh, it becomes quite hard to over-rotate and you start learning about rotations because um, you can speed and slow your rotations in the air using your, your core and your limbs. So... Um, Tensing your body will make you spin faster. Relaxing your body will make you spin slower. Um, I know there's been plenty of times where I've gone to do a backflip and I've over-rotated because I've been above the coping. And um, if I held on to it the way that I was, tensing up, I could have come back and banged my head or um, any number of you know different ways of falling in that sort of situation. But um, if you just relax, it almost stops your rotation completely. You slow down to next to nothing. And you, um, you can use that uh, with your grabs and that sort of thing. Um, there's several grabs that can stall rotations. I know um, uh, the tweak mute backflip is a great one because uh, it gives you that stalled sort of look in the yeah. air. Um, and uh, rocket grabs can do that sort of thing. Um, whereas if you were just to do a tuck mute, it would spin you fast the whole way around. Um, and knowing that sort of feeling of I need to speed up, I need to slow down um, is, you know, part of the, the progression and the learning as you start doing it. And everybody kind of does it a little bit differently. Um, and some people gravitate towards certain grabs over other grabs, but essentially tighten and tuck to spin faster and relax and open up to spin slower. Yep. Um, and once you've done that, if you're not going to land it for whatever reason, 
uh, one of the great things about a backflip, as long as you didn't bang your head at some point when you were upside down, generally your arms are in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully not swinging around in circles behind. Uh, one of the worst things you can do ever in rollerblading any situation to get your arms behind you. Um, it's really not a good spot for them to be. It's not natural. And if you fall, that's how people tend to break things. Mm. Um, so the ideal way to fall is forwards. Um, and if you're, um, you don't have enough rotation or for whatever reason, your hands are in front of you. Um, if you're a decent height, you can grab the coping or, you know, slap both of your hands onto the, the ramp and doing that initial sort of grab or slapping your hands down will actually take away some of the momentum and um, will give you a chance to either, you know, hold on with your hands, stop yourself at that point, or uh, be able to push yourself back in or uh, just slow you down a little bit for the next part. If you're still coming down, um, your knees should be up and in front of you. And if you've managed to get that and you are the right way up, your knees will take the brunt of it. Um, and, yeah, as long as you have decent pads on, if you've got vert pads, great. If you've got gaskets or something like that, you try not to put too much pressure on them, um, but you can take a little bit of a bang on them. And, um, so as a beginner in this area who's still getting the hang of what mm-hmm. your body does in a transition, um, the yep. fear is popping out to flat. You know, it's, it's, you're just sort of going, oh, how do I, you know, and is that is that largely an irrational Fear well, that you overcome by getting used to it, or is that genuine concern? And it would be really unusual if you've stepped up to it. Mm-hmm. The only time things like that generally happen is if you go to somewhere where you haven't done it before, or you haven't used that specific ramp before ever, or on this occasion, and you push way too far out. So on a vert ramp, it's easy enough to pop out. And uh, larger vert ramps, you can pop out further, which makes them scarier, but they're also a bit safer because you can still pop out and still have transition to land on. Mm. And um, I've never landed on dead flat ground, uh, but I've landed plenty far down enough to not be able to hold my weight. But as long as you get your feet under you first and they take the brunt of the impact, you or I have traditionally and never really seen anybody do any um, serious damage. Um, It's easy enough to continue over-rotating if you spin yourself too hard or get yourself in a bad position and um, then you can go back and bang your head. Uh, Very similar to sort of, you know, what you ended up doing. That's sort of one of the worst positions that you ever want to be in on a ramp Yeah, uh, is over-rotating. And... Yeah, having that confidence and understanding of knowing how to relax and get your body forward or back into the position that it needs to be will come with time. Um, But uh, if you have access to a decent set of pads, a decent set of pads, a a wooden, a smooth concrete or metal ramp, you can practice the, um, the turtle and miller flips, you know, hundreds of times. And once you've done that, uh, you know, you might not have perfect style, but you would have been through all of the different scenarios in which you will find in the higher flips. And because you're doing them under the coping, um, worst case, you're going to roll backwards. So you're wearing a helmet, 
you should be good. Uh, just don't put your arms behind yourself. If you're rolling backwards, try to twist yourself. The best things um, in my experience to use to fall on are your hips and your backside. Um, if you can't fall forward, 100% fall forward first. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, I mean, if you're learning, uh, in general, when I fall, I'll slip my legs uh, to one side, either side, generally uh, my natural, so everything will go towards the left, and um, I'll land on my thigh or my hip uh, as testament on mm, the, um, the OG skate, <laughs> my, my, my black and blue hip. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that was because I caught the coping on the way past, uh, and it was on a grind, uh, which, you know, you could do anywhere because it's just, you know, standing height, <laughs> clipping the coping on the way past. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing Bill shout out, ooh, that was a hipper. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, you can see it bounced. But if I'd have hit something like my elbow or um, a knee or a shin or something like that, it could be much worse because, you know, you've got a steel bar sticking yeah. out of the ramp and it's it's coming towards you at, you know, you know full force. And um, having something a little bit meaty hit the ramp first is always best. Um, but learning to fall takes time, but yep. it's really important. And um, I think in the end that's one of the things that um, is the hardest thing about riding vert ramps is learning to fall competently with confidence, yep. like making sure that you're wearing, you know, the appropriate padding for you. Uh, as a beginner, you should be wearing everything, like like it or not. It might not be pretty, yeah. but it'll get you out of a scrape, and it's better to look a little bit silly and have a bruise this week than have a broken bone or, um, you know, to lose a massive bit of skin or to have a huge, you know, swell bow or a second knee or something like that. Wearing pads, um, especially if, you know, you're in a practice situation, you're trying something new. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. I'm down with it and you know helmets if you have any inkling that you might fall over on something it it doesn't look silly no one will uh, well, this is the think you're silly this bunch, wearing this helmets crew this weekend there are a couple of guys who were just sort of gaskets and stuff and nothing else including mm-hmm. one of the craziest of the lot but there was a lot of helmets a lot of padding you know the people people were really throwing it and going hard but weren't worried about looking after their skulls in the process <laughs> Yeah, look, and I know it comes with time um, and as you get used to things. I know I generally uh, won't wear a helmet unless I really feel I have to or that I'm representing something that requires that sort of look. Um, but on the at the OG skate, I did wear a helmet. One, because the hat I took wasn't uh, sturdy enough yeah. and kept coming off. Uh, but then because I always want something uh, covering my head, and this is, you know, a concrete bowl, uh, you know, a nice little mini ramp. It's easy enough just to, to clip your head on something if uh, you get yourself out of place, and we never know. The, the weather was bad. It was raining. Mm. Um, if there's any sort of inkling that something could go wrong, it's simple, and nobody thinks less of you. I know there's uh, dudes, you know, Toby uh, Heslop, was wearing shorts with no knee pads or anything and no helmet. And it just makes me cringe when, you know, they fall over. But (laughs) I understand, you know, I generally don't wear a lot of pads and you get that sort of feeling of wearing no pads and it becomes your safe place because you know you can twist yourself and move yourself into a position that um, 
will mean that you don't really need the pad because you come down on your hip or your side or, you know, you can put your hands down in a certain way to stop yourself, stop that momentum, um, which can be the real, um, you know, impact. Um, Because, yeah, banging your knees is a bad thing. Banging your head is a bad thing. Banging your elbows is a bad thing. But you can definitely come down from very high when you're young um, and, you know, get your feet down first and then slide to your side or something like that. And lots of people don't wear pads. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea. My knees probably couldn't take a couple of good hits anymore. Yeah. So you were saying uh, earlier on that, um, that flat spin is pretty close to backflip? So, yeah, basically a straight backflip. Generally, uh, flat spins we'll talk about here will be over a box jump mm. or from a, a ramp onto a flat, something like that. So a straight Flat spin 360 um, is extremely like a, a backflip. Basically, you're doing a backflip, but instead of uh, doing a straight back look over your head, you look down towards one side. So you would the easiest way is to kind of do a, a, a grab, move a sh- one of your shoulders out to the left. So let's say we're doing like a, a flat three sp- 360 um, towards your left. Uh, as you go up a transition into it, um, you find that you leave the coping. As you're leaving the coping, you would lean slightly towards one side, not to spin, so don't twist yourself, but lean towards one side, keeping your uh, body in a straight position. So don't twist your head, don't twist your shoulders, but you lean towards one side and it actually um, pulls yourself sideways, upside down. Um, and continuing that way will put you in a flat spin position. There's quite a few uh, videos online um, where people uh, show you this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, YouTube can be good for some of them. Yep. Um, and a, a straight flat spin is, uh, is quite easy if you have the backflip. Um, but uh, other things where you have this if you have a nice place where you have a transition with a nice flat top, uh, other tricks you can get just from knowing the, um, the, the backflip is your fakie backflip. So it's a lot easier than it sounds. And, uh, the first time is the scariest. So basically going fakie up the transition. And as you get to the top, um, you do a backflip, but yep. it does require you to jump. Um, so you would jump into that sort of backflip to try and get your momentum because your momentum will be going underneath naturally. Uh-huh. Um, so you basically reverse your momentum and throw your feet over your head in the opposite direction that your body is going. And, um, yeah, once again, once you get halfway, you can spot your landing. Um, if you give yourself the same speed that you would give for any other trick where you're going sort of three or four feet uh, is a good height for sort of practicing, um, you can, if you can get a straight air, uh, out of a transition three or four feet, that is a good height for practicing any flip. Um, it'll give you enough time to get around and do it. Um, but you know, it won't get you so high off the ground that you can get out of control. Um, the key being that you understand the, um, the momentum and the direction that you're going and that you don't come down head first because that's pretty much the worst you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, seen yeah. it plenty of times. 
done it when I was uh, much younger. Um, not because I didn't know what I was doing, just because I was showing off and thought I could do it on something that was a lot smaller than uh, what it should have been. Uh, actually did it on a snake track, as they call it. Basically, mm. just uh, someone had taken a, a, a dirt digger of some description and dug a hole in the ground, and then they fill it with uh, concrete with sort of smoothed out edges. And, uh, yeah, I was showing some guy that I'd learnt backflips and rolled down one side, out the other, and landed on my head. Um, and, yeah, if you ever want to break a shoulder, that's an easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was wearing a helmet. So, um, yeah, no head injury. Yeah, I believe we're after. I'm going back to the flux spin quickly coming out of that. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the, um, the re-entry, you know, any tips? You know, you've talked about sort of pushing yourself back out and landing in for the, the turtle flip or, um, you know, spotting a landing and getting your legs back under you. What does it look like getting your legs back under you when you're spinning on, on that, uh, when the rotation axis is... So spinning off axis, yeah. it, it can be a little weird because uh, you can throw yourself off a little bit um, and come down on you know, favoring or to leaning towards one foot. Yeah. Um, so the idea is to, um, to let go or straighten yourself up when you're about two-thirds of the way through. Um, and, you know, depending on the height and exactly what, uh, what type of ramp you're jumping on, um, that can be at different varying stages. Uh, but if you let go at the right time, uh, you come down exactly the same as a backflip. So you get to spot your landing quite early. And um, when you let go, relax yourself. And uh, you can choose whether you need to speed up or slow down um, at that point when, you're, when you've spotted your landing. And, yeah, very standard. Just yep. get your feet under you, bend your knees, and take the impact roll off. Yep. Um, there's several types of uh, variations of that where you can hold it and um, twist yourself a little. So if you do turn your head when you start the, the flat spin in that way, it'll actually take your axis into a 540. Uh-huh. Um, so making your head lead will automatically uh, turn you into the 540 spin. And with that, uh, it's exactly the same thing. Uh, except you're, um, you need to come down fakie. So there's like a it looks, it feels like a quarter twist at the end, at the back, uh, spotting your landing, keeping your um, your body in tight and relaxing as you come to land. Then taking that impact, um, and fakie bio uh, is one of my favourites where you have uh, – it's basically a McTwist, except you're going backwards. Um, and this can be done on any number of things. I quite often do them on all sorts of uh, mini ramps, vert ramps, that sort of stuff. So it's essentially a 540, except it's done sideways. Um, and, uh, yeah, just like a McTwist, it sends your feet over your head and then you come down in the opposite direction that you um, you started in. <clears throat> so on a box jump or a fly out, you would be um, coming out of it forwards. Um, but if you're doing it on a, a mini ramp or a vert ramp where you would be coming back in the, the opposite direction, uh, you leave backwards and land backwards. So the idea being that you're going up backwards and you want to go for a 540. So... Um, your 540 is exactly 
as you would do a normal forwards 540. So hopefully we know how to do that. Um, it's really just a 360 where you hold yourself a little bit tighter, go a little bit higher and hold yourself um, in that position until you can spot a landing and then flatten your feet out. Yeah. Um, but when you're going backwards, it's a little bit more blind, um, but it ends just like a backflip. So as you're coming up the transition backwards, um, you would go lean forward towards your feet as you get to the top of your axis, you would push off a little bit depending on what sort of uh, transition you're on. Um, you then you don't need to spin hard. It's not a hard spin because half of the spin is actually taken up in the flip. So it's quite often mistaken for a 180, even though if a 180 would essentially be a Barani. Yeah. Um, and Baranis have to be laid out. Uh, otherwise, you over-rotate. Um, so this is the, the next version where it looks like uh, you're tucked up but doing an upside-down 180 when it's actually a 540. So you come up the ramp backwards. Uh, as you get to the top of it, do whatever you need to do to get to the right height. You move, in my case, I spin uh, towards my left. So I put my right-hand shoulder down to my left knee. As it goes down there, generally I'll tuck up and that'll get the spin going. So I've done my, my shoulders have turned 90 degrees, got my shoulder down towards my knee. That puts your feet already going over your head. At that point, you will be upside down. Um, you've already done half of the spin at that point, um, and you should now have your face uh, looking at the ramp again uh, for your landing. Watching your landing is uh, two-thirds of the way through it. Spot your landing. Keep your face straight ahead, pointing towards the ramp. That'll stop your spin. Straighten up your shoulders. Tuck in your feet, and they'll land underneath you. The way you um, described it the other day is that it's the um, when you throw your shoulder down, you're looking to the sky for that first bit of the flip, and then after that, the, again, like the back flip, your landing comes out in front of you. It's, but it's just that first yeah. bit of, of um, when the shoulder gets thrown down, you're, you're looking away for that first bit that gets you into the um, the off axis. Yeah, so yeah. if you're doing it in a misty flip way, yep. uh, it's exactly that. You would go straight, like you're travelling forwards at a transition, and then as you jump into it, you look, you get your right shoulder down to your left knee, if that's the way you do it, or the opposite way, and twist your shoulder 90 degrees and you turn your head. So, yeah, like you said, literally looking at the sky and that will make your body flip over. And as you flip over, you keep watching the sky and the ground will appear in front of you and literally just spot the ground. Just keep your eyes on the ground. And um, as you get to it, you straighten your body up as your, your shoulder and uh, your body comes into the, the same axis as your head. And by that time, uh, if you've pushed yourself at the right speed and the right twist, you'll be landing. Um, and, yeah, all of those flips are super easy. Which one's the best one to start with? That, you like can the, see. The, the fakey bio, the McTwist, the, the, the bio out of a launch ramp, out of all of those, which would be the one that's the best one for the beginner to start with? Well, uh, if we go back uh, to what I was harping on before, <laughs> I actually learned front flips first. Uh -huh. So my first flip was a front flip on a vert ramp. So going up, you know, rolling forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards, and roll backwards. 
and do a front flip um, and then land back into the ramp uh, to roll out forwards. You couldn't pay me to do that now. It, it feels so dangerous and so unsafe because you could just over-rotate so mm, badly. But yeah. for some reason, for whatever reason it is, as a beginner, that seems safer. This guy at this, um, the, this Tassie Melbourne tour uh, nipples, he was just doing these massive laid-out front flips over every gap he could find. It was bonkers. Like Superman-type front flips, you know, sort of four or um, five foot high over these gaps and landing on down back. Chris Edwards ones. Yeah, it was, it was his go-to. I was just like, my goodness, man. <laughs> oh, super cool. Yeah, very cool. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah. So do, do you, you don't have to jump out. Flip. You don't have to jump out to do a front flip on a ramp, right? Like you you, you, you just you just tuck no, forward. No, if, if you were going to do it on a – yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I, the way that I did it to learn when I was starting was probably about halfway up the transition or two thirds mm. of the way up the transition. Uh, when you're going fakie, you just do a front flip. Mm. Um, so, you know, um, I'm sure if you're doing a front flip, you've done it on a trampoline, you've probably done it into a pool. Yep. You understand the, the feeling, the movement. Um, you want to make sure you've got some good wrist guards on because uh, there's a serious risk of over rotation board, yeah. on that sort of trick. Because uh, yeah, when you're coming you come out forward, on a you're down surface, forward. aren't you? You're not coming down onto a flat. You're coming, down, you know, so you're, you're needing to yes. get out a little earlier than than you would. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I've seen and done where on this exact trick, you bang your head on the ramp on the way past. Um, yeah, there's there's so many things that can be a little bit sketchy. Um, but if you've done that. Um, that sort of makes you feel better about doing other things. Yeah. Um, the the next flip that I learnt um, was the ninja turtle, and then yeah. into the the Miller flip, and then the custard chucker and backflip. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of the progression of where I went, to where I felt safest. Hmm. Um, and you can also fit in your your kind of cartwheel at the bottom of a ramp turned into a barani further up the ramp in there as well in terms of really early on tricks as well right yeah yeah if if i was going to be teaching anyone i wouldn't be teaching them to do front flips on a ramp <laughs> no no yeah i would well firstly because i'd have trouble trying to demonstrate something that i was sort of hesitant to do <laughs> um and like considering how many bad things can happen um kind of the the worst one you want to do is over rotate or mm. not maybe the worst but a really bad one is to over rotate forward coming down a ramp yeah it's not a good position to be in um there's lots of things wrists and shoulders and heads that are Teeth. all first thing to hit mm. the ramp exactly and you don't want that what's extraordinary uh, is the front fl- the forward front flip on ramps that's that seems impossible but it's, a, it's an incredible trick but yeah yeah, I, I have seen it, and, yeah, another one wouldn't recommend. I haven't actually done that one. Mm. Not something that's, um, yeah, inspired me to want to try it. Uh, but, yeah, front flips, back flips are the easiest. There's no turning or twisting. Um, back flip has your best interest involved in uh, being able to see the ramp. Uh, so you have a, a really long time to spot the ramp and spot your landing and decide whether you're going to put your feet down or your knees down or grab onto the coping, those sorts of things. So that would definitely be my number one. In terms of where I feel safest, uh, fakie bio is a super safe trick because uh, it's kind of like a spinning flip. You're tucked 
generally, so you're fairly close to the ramp, and it ends exactly the same as a backflip, so you have the availability to put your hands down and grab or go to your knees uh, because you're coming in fakie. Fakie, uh, in my mind, is a much easier way to, to land and roll out of a trick, any trick. And, um, yeah, it always looks cool as well. And would you then recommend a fakie bio over launching a bio out onto a platform? Do you reckon that's actually a, an easier place to learn it? So it's probably easier to learn launching out. Okay. Um, and the number one reason is because you lose all your momentum in the launching out part, so you land stopped. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's obviously going to be sort of a, um, you know, a less impressive trick to more advanced skaters is landing and then stopping dead. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you can also do them, you know, you can do exactly the same thing on a jump ramp with tons of speed or a box jump. Um, and so it can be a gateway into that. So doing that, uh, that maybe not even a fakie buy, you can do a forward buy or a misty. Um, so the, the difference between the two being your axis, um, but spinning a 540 and dropping your shoulder down uh, to cause your feet to go, off axis or over your head, or um, in terms of so misty, some people will talk about straight over. Misty is more sort of up and down. Yeah. Mm. So a bio is clearly a 540. When mm -hmm. you cannot mistake a bio for a 180, but when you see people do a misty flip, um, it can look like a 180 because the yeah the twist is actually in the flip. Mm. Um, and kind of like the, the difference between, uh, maybe I'm showing my age when you used to look at the way that Chris Edwards did, uh, McTwist versus the way Matt Salerno did McTwist, hmm. uh, Matt did his straight over. Um, and they looked more like a straight flip. Whereas when you see Chris Edwards do them, it looked more like a spin. Like They're essentially the sideways. same thing. Yeah, his head's tipped down. He's yeah, rolling. It looks like he's rolling through yeah. the air, doesn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the emphasis you should be putting on the spin, and the spins are generally a better way to do it. Um, firstly, they kind of look better, uh, but also it gives you the opportunity to spin an extra 180. Mm. Um, and I know uh, in previous conversations you've had with, uh, with Sessa, uh, when you start thinking about tricks in terms of 180 degrees, 180 is easy. So if you can do a 540 twist, um, you know, what's the difference between 720? It's just another 180. Um, but if you're doing a straight flip over, um, then the extra 180 becomes much harder. Mm. So um, keeping it more of a spin, more of an off-axis, Yep. Uh, is preferable. Yeah, and then that's where you end up in your cork seven twenty or your um, uh, yeah. misty seven twenty, that kind of thing, where it's really is. It's just the it's the coming out. If you're coming out, if you're just doing it forwards, it's just turning out. So you come out rolling away forwards. Exactly. Rather than yeah. Like, so it's just actually but there are there's, there's lots of tricks when you're back to standing. That... You kind of twist almost to that very last bit, don't you? Well, yeah, hmm. and depending on where it is, yeah. Um, and what you're doing it on, uh, you can cheat the last 90 to 180 degrees fairly easily with a twist of your hips. Mm. Um, so I know I, I do a – if I can do a, um, a forward uh, backflip or a blackout or whatever anyone wants to call it, so basically going at a, a, a box jump or um, a transition to land on a flat or a yeah, jump ramp or something like that and just, do, yeah. just doing a backflip. Yep. 
um, putting a 180 in that is super easy. So it's once you spot your landing, twist your shoulders and your feet just twist. Um, So you can do a 180 backflip off anything. And then when you start thinking like that, you get your fakie bio, exactly the same uh, scenario onto a box or something like that. You do your 540 as you spot your landing, twist your shoulders instead of straightening them up. You'll automatically get an extra 180 and you'll land backwards. Hey, presto, 720. Um, and you didn't do anything different. It feels exactly the same, um, except the ending is slightly different. Um, but uh, if you spin it, um, then you get other options, 900s and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they uh, they take a bit more practice and a bit more height usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what in the mix of all of this then is the Viking flip? Uh, so there's been a, a few different versions of what people have called the Viking flip. Mm. And um, what it originated with was Rene Holgreen. And uh, Rene used to do a, um, a backflip 180, uh, except he would do these tweet mute or tweak method ones. So when he was in the middle of the air, so he'd just do a, a backflip on a vert ramp, you know, four, five, six feet out, whatever, tweak himself out so he's super tweaked in the middle of the air. And then as he was releasing, he'd turn 180 degrees and face forward and come down into the ramp. Um, And that was the original uh, Viking flip when you go through all the really old magazines and videos. Um, That's what it was. Something Scandinavian, right? Yeah, he was the Viking. And so yeah, his Cosmo wheel, all yeah. of the, um, the press that he had on him, he you know, had the horns on it and all that sort of stuff. And it was cool. He was amazing. Um, but I know uh, I was in a, an episode of, in an episode, in an edition of uh, Daily Bread, and I've been in a few videos where people have said that I've done a Viking flip. Now, all that I've done. Uh, in those occasions where they've said that is a tweak mute backflip. So I can do the backflip exactly the same as uh, Renee did, do the tweak exactly the same. So I'm in that same position, upside down, sort of pulled out, tweaked to the side, uh, fully extended. If you were to take a photo, it looks very similar, but instead of coming in forward, I would just come in backwards. And so people have called that. Uh, a, a Viking flip, but um, I think, uh, in my opinion, what I, from what I've seen, it's it's really a backflip 180 on a vert ramp. Yep. Mhm. Well, we're getting late. I might might just ask one other question because we haven't we, we touched on it in passing, but it, it it's the it's a classic old school skateboarding and blading trick, right? Is the McTwist? Um, mm-hmm. We kind of fast forwarded over that in favour of the um, the fakie bio. But yep. um, you've already made the comment that it's cool to do it as a rotation rather than a flip, or there's there's advantages to that, whatever else. Um, uh, but going into it, coming out of it, bailing from it, it's, it's a different thing, right? Because it's kind of you're going, yeah. you're, you're not, you know, you're going across the face of it and coming down forwards rather than you know, fakey bio. You're kind of doing a flip into, you know, like it's a you know, flip into this into the transition is a it's a very different. Uh, yeah, when your thing. feet are going and in the opposite direction to the actual yeah. the direction of the ramp, 
it's it's like doing the fakie backflip. You're you're forcing your feet to go the wrong way. <laughs> um, but uh, with the McTwist, uh, if it's done properly, it's a 540. Um, and then you know there's different increments of 720, 900, etc. So you have to do certain things. Would be to but actually, just learn your 540s on the ramp. The original one, 100. Mm percent -hmm. is learn your 540s. Get your 540s up and above coping height. So you don't have to go ridiculous. You don't have to be for, you know, three, four feet in the air. You can be just getting your feet above the coping height mm -hmm. and doing straight 540s. Um, once you're comfortable doing that, um, it is the same sort of uh, thing as the, the fakie bio. The only thing is because you're giving yourself a forward momentum, so you have this traveling up the ramp, you start to have, you know, reverse momentum. You're leaning back as mm. you go up the ramp. Your feet are traveling up uh, underneath you, but basically as if they're about to go over you. And then you change your momentum from going up as if you were going to do a backflip or something like that to leaning forward and to the side. So you do your 540. So in the traditional 540, you just spin to the side. You're keeping your feet at exactly the same uh, height, you know, however you want to do them and landing it forward. With the McTwist, you are doing the same sort of thing as the fake your bio where you take uh, the shoulder in which you want to start your rotation and drop it towards the knee of the opposite side. Um, the tricky bit here being it's very easy, especially if you've done uh, Misty Flips or fakie bios, for you to rotate yourself out of the ramp um, in terms of you can go over the platform or right. into a, a, a place where you don't have enough foot space to get your feet back or under you. Clip if your toes can clip. Yes. I have lots of footage of me <laughs> doing those ones. Um, so it, the, the real trick here is to how to do the forward rotation, keeping yourself uh, in the right position so that when you uh, finished your rotation, you have your feet back in a position where they can go straight back into the ramp. They're not too close to the ramp so that you feel like you have to bail or too far away from the ramp where you're going to land like plugged or over-rotate. Um, but essentially getting yourself in that position is a 540, exactly a 540. You can do them over and over and over again. If you're good at 540s, that's you know more power to you. It's an awesome trick. And then you drop one shoulder to move your momentum instead of directly sideways to get your feet to come up and behind you. But it's not a misty flip. You can do a misty flip, like I said before, kind of like the way that um, if you have a look at the Matt Salerno's old uh, McTwist, they were very misty flip into the ramp, and I've done those before. A lot um, of the, um, the early Aussie... Um kind of McTwist 720s looked very much like kind of um, laid out sort of um, kind of spins as well, I reckon, rather than tucked things, right? Yeah, well, I mean, we were, a lot of us were trying to emulate what Sessa was doing because mm. um, his were like 720 cartwheels mm. um, where he would spin himself and grab and double grab and do all sorts of things. And then but, spin, spin your body again to get that last bit to pull yourself back out of it again, throw the leg yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, here there's amazing control over his landing mm. where um, 
yeah, managing to get his feet back under himself yeah. perfectly for the next pump. Yeah. Um, that's more as a few staged jerks in it and, and grabs in it rather than this, like a, a, a smooth roll sort of thing. Yeah, hmm. um, and so I, I had 720 McTwist for a while. Um, you can go back to my the YouTube of uh, Wildwood, New Jersey, and you can see a, a 720 uh, yeah. straight after a 540. So it's not like they're mutually exclusive, um, but they're done in a slightly different way. Hmm. Uh, the 540 definitely being a 540, but once you go past that 540, it turns into more of a spin trick rather than a flip trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's an inverted spin. Um, and then if you start going over that, you look at the Yasutokos, uh, Shane Yost, et cetera, where they're doing 900s or uh, even further than that, and they start looking like divers where they have to, uh, you know, straighten up their body uh, yeah, and really bring their, their limbs in to create that spinning momentum. It uh, turns more acrobatic uh, of a trick um, and it's amazing I can't do it but um, that's when it, it changes it from you know your traditional McTwist into something else yes yeah yeah whereas I mean I, I think like the textbook sort of um, McTwist 720 type thing is like from the old Airborne movie and that old um, junkyard exactly. pipe where it's you know, it's even like a, some sort of judo grab or something while he's doing it right and it very much is upside down spinning and then That's the goal, then to look like Chris it. Edwards used to do it and nobody else could. <laughs> he, Darn just, it. He, he had this thing and, yeah, yeah and no one else had it like he did. Uh, yeah, there was some amazing talent and there still is, but, um, yeah, Chris just had that style yeah. on those 540s. It was amazing. Yeah, man. Mm. It's getting later in. We'll leave it there, but um, maybe we'll post this up. You can see how you get on with doing some video content to connect to it, and then we can maybe throw it back out there and get people who are in the middle of wrestling with it to hopefully you know, get some reactions from it. We can perhaps down the track do a bit of a follow-up episode addressing the particular places where people are stuck because I reckon that's where you can come into your own, right? If someone goes, I heard what you said, yeah. but I keep ending up doing this. How do you stop that? No, exactly. And, and then we can start to to address some of those things that uh, I can't bring so much because I'm not quite at the level of some of these things, but um, others will be able to bring those to us and we can do a part No, look, two. I'm happy to help. Wicked. And, yeah, I know it, it's hard to explain and I hear myself saying it in my head and I can see it and, you know, you start doing the movements. Yeah, like, yeah I'm doing that here as well. I'm sort of swiveling around <laughs> when, while you're when talking. When you're playing a video game and you're twisting the controller, <laughs> even though it exactly makes no difference. That's exactly what I've been doing this like, whole hour. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, uh, having that sort of video backup is going to be a help and then It'll having really specific helpful. questions, definitely. definitely. yeah. Although, yeah. I mean, everyone is doing that and they're doing it on their trampolines and they're doing it underwater in the pool and they're trying on the ramp, you know what I mean, foam pits if they have access to them. So yeah, I think a lot of people are. lying on the ground. Yep, that's we it. We did all that. Yeah. It is a legitimate way to learn these things. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't, can't take anything away from anyone who's doing that stuff because that's how it's always been done. Yeah. So we didn't just go out and try this stuff first. You know, we watched skateboarders do it and Chris Edwards do it, and then we tried it on the ground and off diving boards, and we did the things. So yeah. do those, definitely, because <laughs> it's all in your head. It's getting your movement in your head. Once you can see it, you can feel it, you believe you can do it, get your feet over. If you can land once and not hurt yourself so badly that you can't do it again, you're beating me. So, Yeah. <laughs> get it, land it, stick it. But if you can't, bail and make sure you can get back up and try again. 
that's a great way to finish, mate. Have a good night. All right, you too. See ya. See ya. Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.